Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Sorry, I hit, I hit uh, record, and then um, and then you said something, and it was a delayed reaction. So <laughs> I couldn't unclick, you know. No worries. Uh, no worries. <laughs> so welcome. Today is Thursday, March twelfth, two thousand fifteen. This is the first of uh six sessions of uh what I'm calling the Who's Who chart beta test call. Um I'm Tony Veer and uh y'all are not. Um that was supposed to be funny from Saturday Night Live back in the day, but <laughs> oh, whatever, right? So Where's uh, the music uh, intro, Tony? You're slacking. Uh, <laughs> oh, the music intro. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the music intro is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk shoe. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, every time I think of talk shoe, I think it gets smart. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, Maxwell Smart talking into his shoe. You know, uh, the call, call the, the boss, um, and all that stuff. So anyhow, uh, who we have on the call is Kamal Johnson Bay, uh, Sophia Deanna, and Wendy Zalis, and who's missing is uh, Delnada Akins. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let everybody introduce themselves real quick. Um, y'all know who I am. I'm the love coach. Uh, it's got this personality thing. That's why y'all on the call. Who are y'all? I am Kamor Johnson Bay. I'm a founder of a men's organization. I'm also a personal uh, health coach and electrician by everyday trade. All right. Hi, this is Sophia Diana. Uh, I am one of three in a in a, a business that will restart in regards to women's health, women's beauty, redefining what beauty is. Um, I am by by my background is counseling and personnel services and banking, and currently I work in car sales. Hi, I'm Wendy Dallas. I'm in the Philadelphia area. And I, um, I'm a single mom of a six-year-old energetic boy, and I also I have my day job is working at, at Vanguard in uh, leading projects for um, financial advisors, and then my fun job is I teach aerobics and Pilates. Awesome. And uh, energetic is an understatement with that young man there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a mini Bill Gates. <laughs> He's that guy kid can't stop, man. Can't stop, won't stop, don't stop, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, and who's missing is Delnada Akins. She is a, uh actress and uh, raw food enthusiast. She comes up with new uh, recipes on a daily basis, seems like to me. Um, she's also into, uh, fitness. Uh, she's a fitness trainer. Actually, that's the reason why she's not on the call right now. She's probably on the way home from her last client for the day, um, which was not supposed to go that way, but it did. And, uh, we are, are going to, uh, embark on the next six uh, weeks, 
um, in the area of figuring out how to understand and figure out who's who out there in the world. So um, this call got started because my friend, the car saleswoman over there, Sophia, uh, had mentioned to me, hey, you know, I'm been selling cars. I really need to understand these personalities. And so I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, because I don't mind talking about it with some people that have this conversation, so I'm not by myself in this conversation. And, 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 and I know from coaching people that coaches, that my, my clients make me better because they teach me how to say what I need to say better. They teach me how to think deeper, you know, inspect my own stuff, create new things and new insights. So um, I got to be up to snuff and up to par for the people that I'm working with. And so I'm going to teach you all stuff, and then you're going to teach me what I need to teach you, uh, show you what I need to show you or whatever, how to use it, how to apply it. You all will probably, you know, see things that I didn't mention and bring it to this and all of that stuff because, um, you know, the next six weeks, this thing is this thing is extremely deep. I don't know how deep the well, the, the what do you call it, the well goes. I don't know. I have no idea how far the rabbit goes, the rabbit hole goes. So uh, we're going to find out. And, um, and so, uh, uh, by the way, just so I have this officially on the call, you know, my uh, calling now, um, is not so much relationships, but it's business. And the, and the uh, biggest element, biggest area is in um, uh, culture management, transforming business cultures at, at, the, at the multi, you know, the, at the largest business levels. So understanding the, uh, the personalities um, and understanding, you know, relationships, this is going to be a tool that allows me to transform you know, I'm just going to say some companies out there. I don't know if I'm ever going to deal with them, but like, you know, Walmart, um, Coke Brothers, um, you know, uh, um, uh, some of the hotel chains, you know, some of the tech companies, whatever. So, um, you know, whoever's out there that calls me, that could use me, I want to be able to go in there and in three to six months transform their culture over, over you know, completely um, where it cannot go back to the way it was. Um, and this conversation really has empowered me around it, which is why I'm bringing it up um, and why I'm excited and why as soon as she said it, I jumped all over the idea to help me with the personalities. Okay, great. Uh, also, everybody here has had me talk about it and explained it in basic already, so it's not like, you know, I'm starting from scratch here. So um, I'm really feeling that. Uh, anybody have anything they want to say before I get started? No. Thank you for accepting. Oh, I couldn't resist. When you said that, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'd have done it with my, with just by you if I couldn't get nobody else to do it, really. That's how much I, you know, conversation. So, all right. So, uh, I'm going to start by um, going to the basics, which is I'm going to start from the beginning. So, um, everything in nature that I've learned over the last few years Everything in nature is templated. There's nothing that's random, ad hoc, you know, random. I remember back in the day I was, uh, I think I was still married uh, the first time, so it must have been in the early 1990s. And um, I remember I was, I was investigating religions, and because uh, I, I couldn't see a religion that gave God enough credit. Like everybody's, you know, 
saying God is the way they think God should be as opposed to, does anybody really? So, you know, I tried Christianity. I tried, you know, um, um, Catholicism. I tried, I was Episcopalian. I went to, so I went to a Seventh-day Adventist because they seem to really have relationships really working for the most part. Let me check them out. Um, so I went to one, and, and uh, I, I don't, it didn't work out because, like, how they were was great around relationships. They sucked in the interpretation of the Bible. It was almost like, you know, a life of surrender. And, and surrender is one thing, but, you know, subservience is another. Anyhow, um, in there, one of, the, one of the people in the front of Rome was describing how God's intentions for man is specific. And it said, this is how you, this is how you know it's true. Take a meat slicer. Take apart every piece of the meat slicer, put it in one of those big old mixing bowls, spin it around. Tell me how many times will you need to spin that that um, mixing bowl around before that mixing bowl turns that mixer back into a mixer? I mean that that slicer back into a slicer. I was like, damn, ain't no way that's impossible to do, right? And so. That's how you know how intentional these things are, how intentional life is. You know, God created, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars and everything on this planet inside of a particular template, particular system, right? So everything's got a DNA and it's consistent and persistent and all of that stuff. And it's also got a range of workability and no workability. You know, so in terms of workability versus no workability, when you look at a bicycle wheel, I think it's got like 21 spokes, 18, 21, whatever it is. Let's just say 21. Every time you remove a spoke, it becomes less stable, but it's still in the realm of what's possible for a bicycle wheel, even if it has no spokes. But the range of motion is from 21 spokes to no spokes and the level of workability inside of it. So a, a bicycle wheel with only seven spokes is still a bicycle wheel, it's still perfectly a bicycle wheel, even though it's in terrible condition. You can't really use it if you plan on being healthy riding that bike. You know what I mean? So when we think, you know, things are not perfect, no. It's perfectly designed inside of the realm of uh, workability, possibility of that particular thing that the creator created. That's why everything is perfect. So inside of that, what I discovered is that humans have a personality set up that's as consistent as trees, as the weather, as us revolving around the sun. And so we have our specific, unique expressions of those templates, templated uh, personalities, and uh, we're going to go over that, and that's the purpose of this call. So I wanted to create that as a background so you really, really get that this is like, this is a real, not just, you know, a really good idea. Like, this is the real deal. And so... um Humanity is a social species, much more social than just about every other species. I haven't given it enough to thought to see if we are the most social species or not. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Not important, though. What's important is how come we're social and how, how best to take advantage of this social structure. So it turns out that how we get along socially, you know, unified, um, is... Uh, based off a couple of things. First off, we're designed so that we only could do a little bit of really good stuff because if we were able to do a whole lot of good stuff, we wouldn't need as many people around us, and we couldn't appreciate the goodness in others because we'd be too busy saying, well, I don't need that. I could do that on my own. I don't need that. 
So our weakness is the gift for others to make a difference for us, in which case that's why, um, you know, that, that that's what makes us a social species. We have one, two, three, even ten things that we're great at, but of the millions and billions of things we could actually do, you know, we need everybody else for that. I'm never going to make us a, a wardrobe. Like somebody else is going to be doing that. I'm never going to grow my own food. I might marry somebody that does that, but that's besides the point. You get what I'm saying. Um, and so inside of that, the nature of, of, of humanity's social structure is pretty simple, even though it's sophisticated. And it can look complex, and it can look hard, but basically it's fundamentally very simple, and, 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 it, and it can be more and more elevated and sophisticated. But when it all comes down to it, it basically is around six things. Those six things are um, the what those six things look like, and I've said this to you all before. It looks like um, you can use the um, uh, the expression um, or the example of as a structure for communication. It looks like the departments of how to run a business. The way we run ourselves socially, the way we're designed socially, is exactly the same as a business except business is designed exactly the way we are socially. So there's six aspects of humans, uh, human social structure and human personality. And in, in order, um, it's sales. Every business needs to be able to sell something and have made it make money from the sale. And then investments. When they make the money from the sale, they need to be able to put that money somewhere rather than just sitting aside and throwing waste it and throwing it away. They need to know how to invest it wisely so they can make more sales, as among other things. And now, you know, part of that money that they're going to invest in, the third area, is operations, making things work, setting up shops so they can actually sell more sales or create something new to sell. And then, you know, once you have customers and you know you can reliably deliver on them, you need to take care of them outside of the operations, outside of the you selling, which would be customer service. Now, once you understand how to take care of customer service um, and you have your operations, just because you probably have a large amount of people, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, um, you know, sometimes they're going to make a mistake because humans make mistakes. And so now you're going to need to be able to protect yourself legally. And so, and then you're also going to be able to create policies and procedures in other areas. And so you have a legal department. And now once you have yourself legally protected, in it, and, and really legality is just agreements. It's really agreements and looking at what could go wrong and making agreements. It's like verbal operation. That's really what legal is. And then the last part is you got all of this stuff now. You need to be able to see everything all at the same time for both today and tomorrow. And so the six aspects of human relationships or uh, human social structure is sales, operations, investment, customer service, legal, and vision. Now, I wanted to share that because that is that makeup is what is known as and what will be referred to from now on as the relationship navigation chart. How you navigate relationships is you look and see how you doing in sales? How you doing as a salesperson, getting what you want and getting people what they want? How are you doing with the return on your investment from your sales or from your purchases? 
because, you know, if you're selling, you're also buying, right? So there's still the sales process, whether you're selling, buying, promoting, marketing, schmoozing, or whatever. All of that's part of the sales process, right? You know, now, what are you doing with your return on investment? That would be, obviously, the word investments. Operations, how are you going to make yourself set up? Your house, brushing your teeth in the morning is a part of your operations to go out there and sell some more so you can do the things you want to do. Customer service, you want to operate in ways that make people, make it easy for people to say yes, hard to say no, don't want to resist you, can't stay away from you, right? They want to give you the world, so now you become great at customer service. In relationships, in relationships that's called romance, you want to say something? I thought I heard a voice. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm just setting this stage permanent so this is on record, and, um, you know, we could we could – just set the foundation. That's it. I'm almost done. Um, and then, you know, once you have all that, you got to make sure you protect yourself from your customers and from problems and protect your customers from problems as well. And then you need to be able to see the handwriting on the wall, the trends that's coming, evolution, growth, and all of that, um, and not, uh, not have one thing get in the way of something else. Like what you do in investments, you know, hampers your customer service. And customer service don't know it, but they're feeling the impact, and the investments don't know it either. So, um, you know, I wanted to put in that we're going to start, I wanted to share with the relation navigation chart because that's where the, the specific individual personalities come from. So I'm going to uh, ask now that I did a, you know, 10-minute soliloquy there, uh, what you got out of what I said, and I know I said a whole bunch. First off, did anybody fall asleep while I was talking? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Just check it. Come on, you still awake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. You went uh, blank for me. I couldn't hear you for a minute. Oh. That happened to anybody else? No, I just could hear you. No, I heard you just fine. What what I uh, heard is or appreciated that you reviewed is where all the personalities come from. There's two personalities in each of those categories, and those categories are in every single aspect of what we deal with. So um, I like you went over it. You went over where it goes. You have sales, and sales need to go to operations, and operation needs to go to X, Y, Z, and all these things build on one another so there's a pattern like you started with there's a pattern and what's helped about that is when learning about something and to see the template so then it it makes it um more palatable you know digestible yeah all right awesome come on what you get out of that anything yeah um the part I, I hear yeah, well, I heard most of it. It seemed like toward the end he just went out. Well, what I what I heard that, you know, very clearly understanding that, you know, that there is a template for everything, you know, and if you're able to, you know, get in touch with that template, you can discover a whole lot. And, you know, from what we've been hearing in, on our personal journey with you, Tony, is that you seem to have found a template that works. So, you know, being able to continue to expound on that, you know, becomes a great big deal. Yeah. Yeah. One of my wishes uh, at some point when I think that 
the circle is ready, the men's group, is mm-hmm. that um, that um, I can start give, I can create the concept of templates so that it inspires the men to actually get beyond what they already know, so they can go look for templates and then learn how to master implementing and, and taking advantage of it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyhow, okay, got it. Anything else? Nah, listen. All right, Wendy. I I agree with um, Sophia and Kamar. So from the the standpoint, what I was listening to is how how each of the archetypes got got into that position, and then also I heard about the templates and um, from from my point of view, I was listening. What's in, what's already existing within Vanguard and and where um, I think Vanguard wants to be and and I was hearing you know what what's missing from from the the customer service the operations all of that being brought um, within like instead of having the focus so much on like serve the client externally, um, there's a lot missing on the inside culturally where we're not taking care of each other. Yes. Yeah. And there's this like false falseness that because we're taking care of our client, of course we're taking care of everyone inside and that's not the truth. Right. And you really inspect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know personally from, you know, conversation with you that that to be true. And Vanguard's one of the best companies out there. You know, so it's like yeah. 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 three point one trillion dollars, yeah. You know. Another great thing about Vanguard and I, I I've said this to Wendy numerous times, but they're one of the very few big large companies out there that wasn't in the news about the financial uh uh issues that's going on and has been since, you know, before the crash ever. I don't ever remember them being associated with any negativity in the financial uh, world. So that's amazing to me. God bless them. Anyhow, um, so, yeah, so um, uh, I got all of that. Thank you. And, um, you know, I really wanted to put that out there so that you could hear this at another time when you decide to listen to it next year or something that, you know, you're grounded in, you know, the fundamental nature of this series of conversations we're going to be dealing with. So now, um, what I'm going to do, and and Sophia touched on this, so she jumped ahead just a tiny bit, um, is talk about uh, us socially, like as as a species, how each one of us is designed. So, and then I'll go more specific into each of the personalities. As Sophia said, there are 12 personalities because in each one of those six departments, uh, there is uh, two personalities. One is a manager type, a doer. The other one is a visionary type who can see stuff. And the way the creator designed it is that the managers have masculine qualities like men um, in the sense that they're doers. Um, they focus a lot more. They're more single-focused. Even the women are more single-focused as uh, managers than um uh, uh, than the um, than sometimes men are when they're a visionary. Uh, the differences are not uh, gender specific, 
Uh, it's funny. I just was on a call with uh, doing qualifying men from 5.30 to 7, and uh, we ended on time again, which is pretty amazing. These ladies are, you know, pretty good. I like it. And because uh, me, I have a tendency to go over it. I don't care uh, as long as I get my material across. But um, one of the ladies, she happens to be uh, a manager, investment manager, personality type, and she was talking about how she how amazing it is that guys can't get as much done as she could. And I couldn't say that to her, but I'm like, well, that's because you're a butler personality type, which I'll bring up what that means. But I'm thinking, I was like, she's a butler personality type. No wonder she gets all this stuff done. Back well, on, I've read it. Yeah. Huh? What kind of personality type? She's a butler personality oh, type. Oh, a butler. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I don't really, I really ever hear women say I can get a lot of stuff done. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's a butler manager type thing. I already I had got her as a butler, and I'll tell you why when we get to the investment part. But the thing about the personality types, you got a part is that each one of us has all six aspects in us. We all have sales, investments, operations, customer service, of uh, legal and vision. We all have that in us. The challenge is that we have one focus area in there. So for myself, you know, it's customer service. I know there's um, another customer service person on the call. Actually, it's going to be three of us all together. So myself, Kamar, and Del Nada, we're all customer service people. One of us is manager, the other two of us is uh, um, uh, visionaries, and then there's a operations visionary and a uh, sales manager. So those are the personality types, and I'm going to go specifically to them as we go through, um, but each one of us has all six aspects in us. And so uh, before I go into each one of the particular personalities specifically, I'm going to give you a, um, a basic idea of uh, what that looks like in terms of, you know, the specific uh, personalities, like like each one designed um, th that way. Uh, where's my document here that I'm looking for? Come on now. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, that's good, but that ain't it. Okay. Um, that there. That one. Ah, okay, here we go. So, um, each personality type, before going to the specifics, has um, what is known as either a bright spot or a blind spot. Most human beings have a blind spot. So what it is is whatever your personality type is, you've got, that's your focus. Your life is around that. You see life from that. And everything you do is in service of that thing. So today's topic is the sales department. And, I um, mean, I'll go into that specifically. But each personality type has something going on. If a salesperson uh, personality type is a sales personality type, they still have to deal with investments, operations, customer service, legal, and vision. And the trick is to learn how to do it in that formula based on that. So what it looks like is that you've got a uh, – uh, you're born with a bright spot, meaning what you're here for. As a baby, as an infant, you're present to it, though you have no relationship to it, don't know how to define it. That's why babies are so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, even though they can't really physically do anything, because they cannot wait 
until they can deliver on their life purpose, their bright spot. And then, you know, they get older, and then they keep running across, you can't do this, you can't do that. They get shut down. And then somewhere along the line, in most cases, they will get what is known as a blind spot. In the landmark form, because we're all landmark graduates here, um, they talk about that moment in time when you made a decision about something and it wasn't working. And, you know, you had that moment where you decided you weren't this or life wasn't that or whatever it is that you decided. That's the moment when you usually will get what is known as your blind spot. You know, I always use me specifically. Um, my hat flew out the window in, uh, in um, Easter Sunday of, I think it was 1963. I'm four years old, wasn't quite five. And I'm looking out the window. My hat flew out the window. My Easter Sunday hat. My Tony's Easter Sunday hat. Because I knew that everybody loved me. was excited. And I was the fun life of the party and all that stuff. But they wouldn't get my hat. So I felt I made it mean that uh, I'm not important and I'm helpless. I'm not important enough for them to get my hat. And I'm helpless to get my own hat. And also uh, I came up to another conclusion that uh, that nobody cares about me. And then I came up with another conclusion in that same moment called, it ain't fair that they won't take care of me. So I actually had three different decisions that came in that had been running my life um, until I, well, really, you know, I'm still working on dissolving some of that stuff. The, the, the hardest one has been, um, you don't care about me. And I think I found out about that um, in the, um, the the meeting. I was in a workshop with uh, – What's uh what's that woman's name, that Spanish woman's name, Sophia? That I met Karen y'all. Karen Hoyas. Karen Hoyas, yes. In Karen Hoyas me- uh, uh meeting when I first met Sophia, uh Deborah and and Laura, um I was sitting next to so I was sitting next to Deborah and um that's when I got that, you know, I'm walking around with nobody cares about me. That was the deepest, most saddest feeling I ever had, um, you know, from just getting present or something, but in that moment, I went from having a bright spot to a blind spot because, for me, leaving people better than I found them is my bright spot. And because somebody did something, like nobody took care of me in a way that would leave me better than I, they found me, I didn't believe in it anymore, couldn't see it, and got so disconnected from it, I didn't even know it was possible after a while. And so that's what happens to almost every four- to six-year-old at some point. Um, I'll tell you why. Sometimes it doesn't happen another time, but that's another story. Um, what else is there? So um, we end up getting a blind spot, and, and, and most people have a blind spot because they do crazy stuff that they think they're justified in doing, and everybody else is scratching their head looking at them like, he didn't see what he just did, or what the hell was that, or, man, I ain't talking to him no more, or whatever. So people's dysfunction 99 times out of 100 is their blind spot. Mm. Now, where the blind spot is in reality is um, your focus in life um, that you can't see. You're blind to your focus in life. And so you you end up ignoring that, um, getting in trouble around that, and then the next thing that happens is you end up leaning on the next aspect of your personality, which is your strong suit. You have this thing that, you know, if I can't do nothing else, I'm going to do this. You know, so they say to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, your hammer is your strong suit. So you lean on that one thing, it gets you through, but it doesn't get you through enough. 
Now, once you dissolve your blind spot, you may not get back to your purpose in life. Most folks don't just because, you know, there's no technology to help them get there, right? But what ends up happening is you get access to the other aspects of your personality. So you'll actually, first off, learn what your natural gift is. And each personality type has a specific natural gift in a particular department in the relationship navigation chart. And then you also have, um, you know, so you've got your blind spot, your bright spot, you've got a strong suit, you've got a natural gift. And then you've got the other three aspects of your uh, of the of the uh, relationship navigation chart that you're operating inside of, and you know you'll get them or not get them as life goes on, but you won't be disconnected from it anymore. So to be more specific, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to specifically focus on the sales personality types. I'm going to talk about um, what aspects of it, how, how they are focused in sales and what that looks like. Sophia will be able to demonstrate it to some degree, if not a large degree, because she's been in this conversation and she's a sales personality type. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, what I'll be able to do before this call is over my intention, anyhow, is to be able to determine how you could tell who's a sales personality type. Okay. Um, you know, by looking at them, by listening to them, by interacting with them. So, um, before I go any further, anybody got any questions uh, about what I've said? Not what about what I haven't said yet. Uh, I have a question, but it might not be. I'm just curious how, like, you have someone like you who's just naturally good at sales, and someone who, may, like me, who that's their their bright spot. How do you differentiate that? Is that a differentiation or, or that's sales? Um, not exactly sure how to answer that, so I'm going to go through this and then we'll see. Okay. Because me as a customer service personality type, my strong suit is sales. Yeah. Whereas your focus in life is sales. So we could be equally qualified at sales, but it's my go-to when nothing else is working. Whereas you know, that's your whole life, whether you're living it or not. It's your whole life. It's your whole life whether you're doing it or it's your whole life when you're not doing it because it's making you suffer because you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that communicate? Yeah, my go-to is customer service when nothing else is working, so it's the opposite. Right, yeah. When you're when nothing else is working, you take care of the people that's around you and you stay away from the people that uh, you don't know because you don't know how to sell them. <laughs> Pretty line. much. Yeah, right, right. I don't know you, but if you stay around, I'll, I'll treat you good, right, like that. Mm. <laughs> right? That's how it goes for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one okay. million percent. Say it again? I said one million percent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you got your bright spot, though. I swear to God. I love it. All right. All right. So, um, so I'm just going to go into the personalities. Um, uh, uh, we're going to deal with the sales department today. I'll end up touching on the other ones, generally speaking, but I want to specifically deal with the sales department today. Um, So now, uh, the sales department consists of a manager personality type and a uh, visionary personality type. So um, the manager personality types, like I said, have a masculine uh, um, flavor to it, masculine tendencies, not male, masculine, which is different. 
because uh, there are plenty of masculine females. Um, masculine is a way of life, is a way of being, I should say, whereas male is a uh, DNA-based gender situation. Um, and so um, the manager is named, known as a boy personality type. And um, they are, I'll just say, you know, really quickly, um, and I'm, I'm going to expect to hear some questions around this because I'm not sure how I'm going to explain it. But the the, the boy personality type, um, and both both sales personality types, their main focus in life is sales. Um, they they have a strong suit. What they lean on is customer service. Um, their natural gift is operations. So in other words, um, boy and, and, and these, uh, the uh, visionary customer service type is called, I mean, a uh, sales personality type is called a baby personality type. They're both good at taking care of people, and they have a natural gift at, at doing things and making things go well, operations, fixing stuff, hands-on. And so um, uh, boy personality types, when they're not stuck in, with their blind spot, are naturally outgoing. They're extremely enthusiastic. Um, they are um, uh, able to take care of you and they're able to get stuff done. They're doers, for real. And, um, you know, they may, you know, have some sense around legalities, but most of the time they're not in the world of, you know, handling details, that kind of way in, in, in conversations. They're, they're pretty much going to go along with how things go. They don't even think about, you know, looking at backdoors and stuff like that. Um, uh, what else about that? Um you know, their vision, you know, could be extended depending on where they're at. They probably have the vision really mostly in the sales and customer service area where they would apply vision. Um, investments, you know, some of them are good at it, some of them are not because those are just, you know, extra areas really um, for them. And so um, uh, how you know when you're dealing with a boy or a baby personality type is that um, – the, um, they usually, uh, if they have a blind spot, they usually don't have a lot of facial expressions. They're usually nonchalant, um, matter-of-fact, um, straight-faced. You could even say poker-faced unless they know you and like you. So uh, I'm trying to think of some people out in the world um, that if you saw them, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Um, and each individual personality um, type, each individual person has their own unique expression of that personality type. So if you put 100 boy personality types in a room, they would be uniquely a boy personality type as if you put 100 Chinese people in a room. You know, they all got Chinese eyes, you know, they all, you know, got the, the, the straight hair for the most part and the you know, the color skin that they have, not quite as white as white folks, but definitely not dark. Um, you know, they've got, you know, whatever they got, big, small, medium, whatever. But, you know, as uniquely uh, individuals as they are, they're all Chinese folks. You can see them and you wouldn't be like, oh, because you wasn't around those Chinese folks, I thought you might have been like Indian. No, you, you would see them and you'd be clear that that's how they was. So if you put 100 boy personality types in a room, you would be pretty clear that they're all boy personality types, though some of them would be more outgoing than others and like that. So uh, a couple of um, boy 
personality types that are out there that I've recognized that y'all will recognize too is Michelle Obama and um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't even think about Mark until I saw the social uh, the social um, network a few weeks ago. Um, the movie about how Facebook got started. I was like, that guy's a boy personality type. Oh crap! You know, he was all defensive and and short tempered and. You know, he's out thinking everybody, but, like, he wasn't trying to be nice about it. He was, you know, kind of like kind of a jerk. Um, didn't let anybody get close to him. You know, just unfortunately, he was, he was bright enough to follow his intuition. Otherwise, we would not have Facebook. But, um, yeah, he's pretty, you know, standoffish and um, a little bit on the awkward side no matter what. So, um, um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of who else I could think of that are boy personality types. But um, but those are two in particular. What they have in common is they don't really like being in the spotlight. They both have blind spots, uh, you know, in spite of the fact that they're they're extremely successful. Um, They're um, awkward. They try not to let you see how they're feeling with their face. Um, Another interesting thing about boy personality types in particular is that they um, look, they, they don't have any particular personality to their movements and expressions. You know, there are some people that's got a swagger, natural swagger. You can't even turn the swagger off. Um, boy personality types, they just move according to how their body is designed. They have no personality in their walk or their actions at all. Um so that's the boy personality type, and I'm sharing this with you so that you can actually be able to see them when they show up. Um, and when they're happy, oh, my God, they're like puppies. that just, you know, the master came home. They, they, they just they can't stop wagging their tail. You know, you can, see, you can see their tonsils when they smile. It's like crazy. It's like, but it's from enthusiasm and joy because they finally with somebody they can trust and feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna stop right there. Listen, Finn, for what you're what you're getting out of this. Um. It, yeah, no, it sounds it sounds great. I didn't know that um, salespeople were naturally good at operations. I actually, even going back further, I didn't realize that we had every personality. Or, or every function of the six. I didn't realize that. So that was cool to hear. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, it's nice to know that once maybe just noticing body language, noticing expressions, like it made me think of someone at work that I really didn't understand. He had no facial expressions whatsoever, or he just looked mad all the time. And now that I've been around him for a week, a little smile, maybe he's getting to know me. So obviously, whatever he is, he has a blind spot. Maybe he's a boy. You know, I don't know if he is or not, but just good to notice rather than like you know, I didn't, I wasn't trying to take it personally, but recognizing that it's something to do with them, that the way that they're responding, and to use those cues to say, okay, a little, little more like this or a little more like that. Um, no swagger, happy puppies. Enthusiasm sounds pretty on point. 
yeah, and yeah. Michelle Obama and Mark Zuckerberg, you said they both have a blind spot, even though they're very successful. So we can be very successful even with a blind spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not normally, though, because normally a boy personality type or baby personality type, they are so scared of people and not being able to tell what's going on with people that mm-hmm. they don't take chances at all. You know, you know that fear yourself. Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. But I, I know the fear and I and I fight through the fear. But not always. I, it takes me time and then once and then I fight through it. So that's just part of the that's the what is that? Yeah, that's you, you know, being committed to your bright spot and your bright spot calling you. That's what that is. For you specifically. I can't say for everybody else, you know. Got it. Okay. You've you got a commitment that's bigger than your fear, so you fight the fear because you're more committed to your commitment than you are scared of the fear. But, but again, that's you specifically, you know. Got it. Okay. So, come on. What are you hearing in this, man? Um, hmm. I'm, I'm hearing uh, unfamiliar things. And, um... You know, just developing, you know, the intuitive ability to notice, you know, what types you're dealing with, you know. And um, being able to just identify, you know, the the qualities that come with, you know, uh, a particular type that you are and those that you're connecting with and those that you're, you know, engagement are with. You know, so you would know how to um, engage them in the most process, you know, process way, you know, even when one is, you know, functioning from a place that does not, you know, um, have it be prosperous for everybody. You can find a way by being able to identify them, how to bring that out of them, you know, so that they always can you know, bring their greatness and, and inspire others. But, for, you know, we have to be able to know who they are to speak their language. And, and that's what I'm getting as you explain, you know, the distinctions of, you know, this, within yourselves, you know. And um, just being able to, you know, um, identify the qualities or it, it helps you to identify. Like, I think that was Wendy, you said that, the guy that you worked with. And you can't mm-hmm. identify nothing because, you know, it, it was too tough. He was too closed up. You know, he didn't let go. Yeah. But now that you got some insight, you can even see the part that what he was doing and still be able to identify it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just think those, you know, those abilities, intuitive skills and learned skills, uh, you know, bird watching, I think. <laughs> Tight watching. Yeah. 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 yeah, will help greatly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh um so so do you happen to know anybody that kinda of sounds like how I was describing the the, the, the the sales personality types? Anybody come to mind for you some more? Um A few people, a few people that I know, and um, 
Yeah, two people that I know. Okay. Uh, describe them real quick. Um, type of dude that uh, he he always wants his way. When he doesn't get his way, you know, it becomes a big deal. Um, the way he, um, I mean, the way he moves about what he, the things that he do, he, he seems to be very efficient in it. You know, just thinking about the part of being able to navigate or operate in whatever environment that you're in. And, um, you know, he he seems to be, like, when 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 certain things are going on, I guess when he's, like, in his focus mode, you know, maybe, maybe or maybe not, but, like, the staircase, like, very tough to, like, you know, see see what's going on with him, you know, it's like his body's there, but he's not there, and, um, and he, he's very, uh, crafty in his, uh, communications and his lingo in terms of communicating with people, very crafty and very artistic, um, with his words and, you know, so, yeah. All right. All right, cool. All right, so um, Wendy, let me get some feedback from you over there. I know you've been dealt, you've dealt with a few boy personality types and maybe even some babies. I, I know that for a fact. So let me hear what you getting out of this. Or... Uh, I I'll say I'm I'm just taking it all in and I'm you know picturing you know different folks that I I know in the the different areas and. Um, what's coming to mind is just more clarity around their, you know, their ways of being just as a default versus um, their their default based on their um, their type versus someone being that way because of you know whatever happened in their their past. Mm. Got it. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, accurate because whatever happened in their path, their interpretation of what happened in their path is based off of their personality type they were born with. So if the hat flew off of a, if, if I was a boy personality type and my hat flew off, I might not have been as upset. I don't know if it was if I was a you know a visionary personality type, I probably wouldn't have got so upset that I lost my mind and made a decision about life. Probably not. Because that's not what those people would do. That's not how they would interpret those kind of things. So, um, you know, I want to put that in there. Um, So, you know, you got a point, but I know you was dating somebody that was a boy personality type, if I remember correctly. Yes. (laughs) That's why I was wondering, you know, how what you was hearing was lining up with him, uh, you know, in terms of accuracy, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything you want to say about that or not really? Um, can, can you give me a little bit more of a, of a context? 
Yeah, so, you know, I was talking about the boy personality type, but I was also really talking about sales in general because I, I want to describe a little bit of a difference between the boy and the baby personality type, but, you know, you were dealing with them, so I wanted to know how much of what I said was resonating with my your experience and observation of him. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too present, I wasn't too present to, to him, um, I was thinking more, more from, you know, my work relationships. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I can understand that, too, because, you know, it's not like nobody brought him up for a while, you know. <laughs> right, right. All right. That's yeah, fine. but I'll look checking. at that. I'll look at that for the the next round. Yeah. I just I was just checking because you know I'm hoping that what I'm saying is you know making people and things pop up in your mind so you could you know take advantage of this more you know more fully. So all right, that's fine. Um. Okay. So now uh, the boy personality type and the baby personality type, the sales personality types, they operate differently. The boy is about doing stuff. The um, baby personality type is about feeling stuff. Um, the baby personality type, out of all the personality types, is the only one that's really never going to be a leader and never really going to be a manager because they don't really, for some reason, they're like almost underdeveloped. Um, and so, you know, what I mean by that is the baby personality type is generally speaking very naive. Sometimes they're, like, not naive at all, but I, I couldn't say that they're mo- any – most of them I couldn't say are sophisticated. They're um, um, basic. They usually are masters at something, like experts at something because they're so passionate about it because they focus on it. Um, but they not going to be doing a whole bunch of things at the same time. So um, let's see. And none of y'all have been around the New York Center at Lamar, but there's people over there I could say that, that are – you know, baby personality types. But the way baby personality types are, some some of them when they're, um, you know, less sophisticated than others look like they're retarded somehow. Like they, they, they it's like you're looking at them and they just can't see your body, your, you know, they can't read your facial expressions. They can't read, you know, what you're saying in between the words. They seem overly nice, super smiley, um, um, but they're kind of like, um, you know, are you like they're like Elmer Fudd? And, you oh, know, yeah. A, yeah, baby personality types. Um, some of them are really great at sales, are really great at what they're doing, but their their greatness is limited to something. Um, I like they could really run a company, but they could be outstanding at a company with the skill set that they have. So I've met baby personality types that are great at. Uh, you know, producing events as, as a production person. I've met some babies that are funny, and they're naturally funny. They don't even know that they're funny because they're funny because the people look at them like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, kind of like, you know. Um, uh, baby personality types, their walk is they walk fast. It's almost like they're sprinting. They're in a hurry, you know. Um, they're just really enthusiastic and bubbly, and they hurry. Um, when they walk, when they look, they don't really look you in the eye. Usually boy personality types don't either. Neither of them look you in the eye. Um, boy personality types, when they got a blind spot, they will glance 
or nonchalantly look around. Like they they'll like look at you, but then like act like they didn't look at you as they're looking away. You know, uh, whereas a baby personality type, the eyes dart around the place. It's like darting. They're like checking it out. It's almost as if they're acting like a baby. Um, I wouldn't say this in the description, but because there's no baby personality types on this call, I can say that. But, you know, their interpretation of the world is that, um, you know, everything is good and I hope I don't, you know, get in trouble and I hope I don't mess up. But otherwise, I'm happy. They have very few needs really other than, you know, to be safe, secure, have their things taken care of. And, um, again, they have the capacity to be masterful, almost um, autistically masterful at something. But physically speaking, um, they don't. They they may or may not have a lot to talk about, but they're, they're not going to be sophisticated in their communication. Like they don't see nuances in people's faces and and knowledges and stuff like that. Um, they're almost never really much of a learner. They feel uncomfortable being around people, so they'll either overcompensate by being excited, or you know they'll be retentive and 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 reserved and hope they don't do something stupid. Um, but their purpose in life, their focus is sales too. I was dating a Filipino woman who was, it turns out to be a baby personality type. Um, I couldn't tell that except for there was a time when she would get pissed off and she would just ball up in the corner and begin become infantile. Like she would like turn herself into somebody who couldn't even speak. They couldn't even get language. She was so upset. She would ball up in the corner it looked so ugly. I was like, man, I can't be with somebody like this, man. That That's crazy. And I was the last woman I dated before I did the landmark form. But uh, but in the meantime, she was a master salesperson. Oh, my God. She made $120,000 selling a magazine and uh, ad subscription uh, advertising space in a, in a newsletter, newspaper that had 125,000 subscribers. How she made hundred grand in a paper like that is amazing. But uh, she was doing it, and so uh, she was great at sales, great at cooking. She was great at doing stuff um, because that was her expression, you know, like a self-expression for her. But sophisticated, nope. Uh, happy, yeah. She had the super smile, very enthusiastic, bumped around. But um, and so it's easy to see them because they're the most. They're the ones that look like they're retarded to some degree. Not all of them. Um. Um. But they're not retarded. They're just not that sophisticated because that's not where their focus is. Um, and they do have the natural strong suit of being um, uh, customer service. So they will take care of you like you can't believe. If they can't do nothing else, they'll do that. So, you know, the re- and the reason I'm sharing all this is so you can recognize them when you see them on the street. You see them in your life. You see them in stores. You see them at your job, you know. Tony, why do I always feel bad when you talk about a baby personality? <laughs> yeah, well, I wish I could say it better, but but they're they're great human beings. They just that's just how they occur to everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what they look like on the court. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? And not all of them. And yeah, I, I've actually said that to a baby personality that got so pissed off at me. She said she was never going to be my friend ever again. So I know what you're saying. And if they, were, I, I got to find a better way to describe it. And in my book, I will not be describing it that way. But you better believe that. <laughs> but that's what they look like. You know, yeah. I'll say that's what they look like to me. But I, there's it, nothing off with it. Nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
they don't and they don't see nothing wrong with it. So and they function according to their personality type, according to their personality structure. You know, mm-hmm. you know, grass is just as important as an oak tree. Grass is a lot smaller though. You know. Yep. So you know, I, I and I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So and I don't know. Maybe Kamal and, and, and Wendy is thinking the same thing. I don't know. Um, I just wish that I knew some personalities out, out in the public that I could think of that fit that description. So, mm-hmm. um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, email y'all a couple of things. Um, I'm going to email y'all uh, the physical and uh, psychological um, descriptions of the boy and the baby, and I'm also going to email you um, documents about um, their overall personality type. And I want you to read it in the next 36, by the end of the weekend, so that you can see people that fit that description in your life. It won't be many of them, but then again, they might. I don't know. Um, and you know, I, I, I agree with uh, Sophia that... Um, that I, that well first once I discover someone's a baby personality type and and I see it it's like ugly right it's like oh can't believe I just saw that and once you see it I kind of feel bad yeah 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 I I you know I feel bad for them too except for I know that they're here for a reason I don't know what their reason is and I don't have much interaction with them but then again I know some baby personality types that are actually pretty mature you know and um so for example there's a young lady that I'm going to be working with to help me turn one of my programs into a book that's her passion you know her passion is about taking care of women you know being goddesses and that and also she's just got finished putting together her second book her name is Lillian. Lillian's a baby personality type, but she might help me put together, turn qualifying men into a book. So, you know, um, um, and, you know, she's worked with me before. She's sophisticated enough to work with me, but she's still a baby personality type. I wouldn't say she's unsophisticated, but, you know, there's a piece of her that's not that sophisticated. You know, there's a piece of her that's unsophisticated, but she's smart enough, productive enough, making money, you know, making a difference with people. You know, but there's a piece of her that's, like, disconnected from certain aspects of how people operate, you know. She's done NLP, I'm, you know, as a, as a, got trained to be an NLP practitioner and uh, trained enough to be able to uh, uh, certify as a trainer as well. So I'm sure that probably had something to do with her evolving beyond where she would be if she'd not done that. But, yeah, she's a baby personality type. And I, I can hear it in her voice. I, yeah, that's fine. I got nothing about that. Uh, anybody familiar with, um, uh, ever heard of this guy named David D'Angelo? No. I All right, so David D'Angelo um, was the, um, and it, I guess at this point still is, the biggest, the, the most popular, the most powerful trainer of teaching men how to pick up women on the Internet. His name, uh, uh, David D'Angelo, he was making $20 million a year. He created this concept, this brand, uh, DoubleYourDating.com, DoubleYourDating. And uh, it's for guys only. And um, his head of marketing 
and and uh, website development. It's all had a marketing and website and technology with a baby personality name, type named Catherine. Mm-hmm. Catherine is the bomb. You know, she finally she's the one that when I talk, described baby personality, she got pissed off at me and threw me away. But but uh, late last year, she made a friend request of me on on, on LinkedIn. I was like honored, man. Oh shit, you came back, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I, I could understand hearing them hearing that. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But that's what they look like to everybody yeah, is else. He, is he the one that had, wasn't there like a a TV reality show of a pickup artist, or was that a different guy? No, no, that was a different guy. Okay. Yeah, David D'Angelo was actually an alias, because the guy who was doing David D'Angelo didn't want to be known as the guy who was teaching people how to, pick up, how to be a pickup artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Eben Pagan. Evan Pagan is one of the premier internet marketing trainers, but um, you know he he created the pseudonym David D'Angelo, made a crap load of money. Now he's teaching people how to do what he did, you know, without having to use a uh, pseudonym. So, um, so anyhow, so that's that. Uh, love to hear any feedback that you have. Well, feedback how? Oh, yeah, whatever you, whatever comes to mind, whatever you want to say, whatever you heard, whatever you're getting out of it, whatever. I don't care. Come on, you're gonna say something? Hit it. Yeah, uh, what I was gonna say is, you know, just keep bringing it up so you know we can engage more to help bring more out and help us, you know, see it as we help you see it even further. You know, just sharing these personalities. You know, sometimes it, you know, like you said, it's in all of us. So, and sometimes, you know, someone may not be a particular type, but they may do the behavior of such in some areas of their lives. So, our being able to, you know, really identify makes it that much stronger. So, you know, keep bringing it so we can waken up in us and we do the same to you. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cool. Got it. Tony, forgive me. Could you, could you summarize what Kamar said? Because for some reason, I can't hear clearly when she's speaking. I don't know. It's something about the connection. Yeah, no. It's it's his it's his connection is you know he I don't know if he's talking away from the phone or what, but yeah, he sounded blurry. You know. Um, I agree. Uh, why don't you just repeat what you said, but see if you can say it more clearly. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah better. Okay. A little better. Okay. Well, I was saying that, you know, just, you know, telling Tony continue to, you know, bring what he has to share with us so that it can, you know, awaken parts up in us for us to be, you know, more engaging and being able to use our life experiences and things with people that help us to start learning to identify the other types, and likewise, in return, as he gives to us, we give back to him. So, you know, it continues the cycle right. of giving and expanding, and the, the, the awareness continues to grow so we can get more out of it. Awesome, and I understood all of it. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny, I'll, I'll share along those lines is that, um, like, I, I get. I get the um, understanding and, and kind of getting where people are at. My my default is like workability, and you know, I'll 
I'll give a little to to get some, but sometimes like I just want to like you know change that person or like get them to get me more or to give me more. So you know what what personality type you know can you push on? Which ones can't you? Some like so something around that. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right, so uh, so I got that. So here's what I'm going to say after this session. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Um, I normally don't talk anywhere near as much as I was talking today. You know, I was actually kind of feeling bad, except for I needed to make sure that whatever I was saying had a fundamental background, not just for today, but, you know, for the entire, you know, six weeks. Um, I also wasn't clear what would be the best way to get this to you. Um, so. Um, uh, I'm going to really look at this a little bit more next week. I think what I'm going to do next week is just go over all of the personality types uh, next week. And um, and then, you know, let's, let's, we'll focus on, um, uh, you know, the next thing or whatever that next thing is. And I'm sure your listening will pull it out of me. But, you know, I wanted to at least cover the foundation of this whole conversation, which is what I did today. Um, Again, I will send you, you know, a description of the personality type from a number of different angles, um, including, you know, how they operate inside of different um, parts of life um, and how to determine uh, what, the, you know, them from visual, because that's going to be a big part of it. How, they, how to determine who they are visually, how to determine who they are inside of conversations. So... Um, you know, so I'll send that to you, and I'm I'm inviting you to, uh, you know, read it before the end of the weekend. I'll probably send it out either tonight or tomorrow. Um, but I will send it out shortly. Um, and I want you to like, you know, have it in you. So when we talk next Thursday, um, you know, like looking at it on a Thursday morning ain't gonna help. I mean, it'll help, but it won't really help. You know, you you want to, you know, start the day Monday morning out in the world with this in your system. Uh, so that's that's going to be my uh, suggestion and request, and um, uh, I got to figure out what I could do better to you know get more engagement, ask some questions or something. So uh, again, this is my first time doing it. I'm not using that as an excuse. It's more like, gee, how do I supposed to do this thing? And um, so again, apologize for doing too much talking. I don't know if it's too much. I should say a lot. Yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a good amount for for the first one. I agree with Kamar in in the sense like instead a suggestion is instead of saying like what are you getting, um, you know, engaging like like what you said to me, you know, can you think of like someone in your life that was a baby personality like to bring it home? Okay, I got it. All right. So, um, and, and I'll say, I mean, you know me really well, and it sounds like you know the the other two. So, you know, I give you full permission to, you know, call out someone in my life that you know. Like, if you say, like, hey, does that sound like Greg or Craig? You know, so you can, yeah. you know, you use my full permission to, you know, go there. Okay. I second the motion. Yeah, you can do that for me, too. All right. Awesome. Actually, it's funny. I know more about the people in y'all's life than I do about the people in Kamar's life. So, you know, it'd be tough for me to say, it'd be tough for me to say, okay, what about that cat at work or, you know, like that, right? So, 
Um, it could be someone from it. your men's group. Yeah, yeah. None of them are none of them are boy person. None of them are sales personality types. <laughs> we start <laughs> with them. We start next week with the investments. We got a couple of a uh, couple of butlers up in there, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll start hey, with them. Tony, what? is yeah. there a way of listening that would produce the not like um, is there a way of listening that would be like answering questions like when you say what comes across or what you get out of it is there a way of listening that would help us to get more of what you're saying yeah a couple of things uh one would be what is my brain doing with this information? You know, you watch a movie and your brain's moving around, and you may not remember it later, but you were having thoughts in reaction to what you saw and heard on the screen. All right, and so, you know, I'm going to invite you to be present to what your brain is saying when I'm talking. That's one way of listening. Okay. Another way is uh, how does this apply to me would be another uh-huh. way of listening. Um, a third way of listening is who do I know that's like that? Um, that would be another way of listening. A fourth way is like, um, am I really understanding what he's saying? It would be a fourth way, you know? Um, you know, a fifth way is, would I be able to repeat what he just said if I had to say it tomorrow? Yeah. You know, and then, and then a sixth way would be for you to make up, you know, what you would, uh, suggest. You know? Okay. So, yeah, because if somebody asked me, you know, what are you getting out of this, I could, I could bring my back to all the things I was having while somebody was talking, you know. So I'm, I'm, it's easy for me to answer when somebody says, oh, what are you getting out of this? Even if all I do is just repeat what you just said, at least I know I got that, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, you can listen for clarity. There's just so many different ways you can listen. But, and that's an excellent question, So, it's, and I'm glad that I put this on the call, you know. Yeah. Do we have the? We're gonna be able to listen to this. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, show you how to listen to it both on TalkShoe and on Dropbox. I'll put it up as a Dropbox folder. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. All right, Tony. Are you gonna create like a closed like Facebook group at all? I hadn't thought of it, but I'd be happy to do that. Oh, right, great, great. I'll do that. Does that work okay, for you? Cool. Sophia, it works for you. I would like Yeah, that's it. great. I would love it. All right. Yeah, like, it's, but make sure it's, like, private. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And you're yeah, yeah, no, pretty much, right, oh, okay, no, okay. Pretty much for us four that's on the call, correct? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. And Delnada, yeah, yeah. And Delnada. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So we oh, can yeah, see okay. what it looks like, you know, and, you know, we could, you know, make, you know, notes to, during the time and, you know, we could find pictures of, of people that fit personalities and, you know, oh, a lot awesome. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, that the, and, like, yeah. and the questions that you just said, that's what I wanted to uh, jot them down. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I record this stuff, because I ain't writing down nothing. <laughs> if it ain't wrote down before I got started, I'm, if, it ain't wrote, yeah. if it ain't written down before I started talking, um, I'm going to have to either pull it off the recording or, uh, or it's lost. So uh, it better be recorded or I'll, you know, I'll pull it off the recording or, you know, <laughs> I'll be like, what did I say that last time? Damn. So, 
But anyhow, so that's it. Well, thank All you. Right. All right. All right, guys. Okay, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, everyone, too. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Looking forward to next week. All right. All right. Good night, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.